0: This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's Hockey Betting Analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for our first episode of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burke. Happy to have you with me as we take you through, well, the ending months of the hockey season. Plenty of excitement to go around, plenty of bets to look into from a day-to-day basis, a future standpoint, an award standpoint, tons of coverage to get out to you through the end of this NHL season. And to help me with that, it's our guy, Andy McNeil, alongside for the ride. v NHL expert at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. Andy does tremendous work covering the puck. One of the smartest guys when it comes to handicapping hockey. And uh, Andy, it's a pleasure to have you on and really pumped to be doing this with you, my man. Yeah, man, I'm pumped too. Can't wait to get this
2: going. And uh, I guess there's no better time to start than now. The NHL's getting... Really interesting here. We got the trade deadline heating up. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but uh, I think uh, I think we should get into uh, some of the action that we uh, we may or may not have today.
1: Yeah, and look, it's uh, it's a little bit of a unique day because uh, I guess in Canada, right? You guys got a holiday. It's Family Day. In Alberta. So this is causing some of the games to start earlier. Whereas if Andy and I were doing kind of our normal recording, naturally we'd have a little bit more time to dish everything out. But uh we're gonna we're gonna get it out as soon as possible to kind of pertain to the uh, difference in the scheduling. So Andy, without further ado, and, and by the way, you know, we're going to get into more of the macro sense with the trade deadline happening, how that's affecting the futures market, what our speculations may be. Uh, we'll get into that in the latter part of this episode. But without further ado, Andy, we might as well jump in to some of the more exciting games for today's slate since they start a tad bit earlier. Uh, let's go ahead and begin with this game In Pittsburgh, with the Penguins taking on the Islanders. I know when you and I were talking about this episode, this was the game that you had circled out. So I actually have a little bit of interest in this as well. And I think we may be button heads now, but I can't say that I originally was going to be button heads with you, but because of the developing news, that is shaped out in this matchup. Uh, it's caused me to lean a little bit more toward Pittsburgh, and that's where it seems like the line has moved naturally because of the injuries and because who's starting between the pipes for Pittsburgh, Andy?
2: Yeah, so we have both of these teams playing three games in four nights. They're both in the thick of the the playoff race. Uh Pittsburgh and the Islanders both holding down those two wild card spots in the Eastern Conference. This one opened at minus 130 uh on on the Penguins, uh plus 110 on the side of the Islanders. Up to minus 145 kind of a consensus price right now uh for the Pittsburgh Penguins because two things happened. Uh, this morning it was announced that Matt Barzell uh, of the Islanders is going to be out indefinitely with a, an, an injury, and uh, that's a, a huge blow. Obviously, the team just landed Bo Horvat, so they're um not as worse off as they could be. But um, yeah, this is a, a big blow for the Islanders. Still unknown just how long uh, Barzell is going to be out. But with um, you know, around thirty games left to go in this NHL season for the average NHL team, uh, couldn't have happened at a worse time. And uh, the other thing that happened was Tristan Jarry uh, was announced as the starting goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's been out since January second, uh, injured himself or re-injured himself maybe uh, in the in the Winter Classic uh, against the Boston Bruins. Um, and Casey DeSmith and Dustin Takarsi to a less lesser extent, has been uh, they've been holding things down as as best as they could, but uh, not very not very well. The Penguins have uh, not been good defensively uh, for the last little while. Um, but assuming Jerry is at full strength, uh, this is a, a big boost for this team. Tristan Jari has been, uh, or was great for the Penguins this season. And he was a big reason why, uh, or he is a big reason why they are where they are right now. Otherwise they would probably be finding themselves on the outside uh, of the playoff picture. So that definitely changed things. I was looking towards backing the Islanders. I saw some, plus one twenties around uh, as things were kind of opening up and that was an attractive price. But um, you know, since this news uh, it's definitely changed things. And I have the, the, the penguins price closer to that minus minus one twenty five range mm-hmm. uh, still, still much shorter than the, the, the books, but um, not enough to justify backing the Islanders uh, as a, as a value bet, um, like I would have before, but I, I I will be monitoring this one. I think um, you know you look at the recent history between these two teams. They've seen a lot of each other, obviously during the uh, COVID nineteen season. They were stuck in the the same division where they played each other seven or eight times, um, and uh, this you know they're, they're very familiar with each other. And they're, these two teams, regardless of the goaltending, uh, always seem to uh, be able to put up um, you know some goals when they meet each other. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm going to be looking to see how this this the Islanders you look at this team how they perform in the first period a lot of first period shutouts they get out of the first period without allowing a goal uh, and oftentimes they're outscoring a goal themselves but I think the game script uh, could definitely be a high scoring one and I'll be looking for some opportunities in game to maybe get on in on
1: a, a, a higher scoring game of six or more at a lower total. I like your thought process with the total here, like you're saying. I mean, people probably look at these teams, and especially with the goaltenders, Andy, and they would envision this being a lower-scoring type of affair. But you're right. I mean, these offenses have come alive uh, in a lot of situations, or maybe it's lack of the defense that you're seeing presented, at least on the side of Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, they allow about 35 shots. On goal per game at home, which is a little bit concerning based on what the league average typically is at home. But like you said, I mean, look, I I do like the Penguins in the spot, knowing that they got Jari back in the mix, knowing that the Islanders are banged up in this spot. I think getting Jari back, a guy who, look, if he's going based on the stats we saw, performed a lot better at home. I think he is going to thrive in this setting, knowing that it's going to be just a huge type of camaraderie. Like I said, boost for this team, knowing they're still fighting for that playoff spot. And obviously the Islanders are as well. It just seems like everything's moving in motion when you look at kind of situational and maybe narrative betting. And yeah, numbers aside, I mean, you obviously take that into account. But I think in this game specifically because of those additions and lack thereof for the Islanders, Despite the line going a little bit higher, which isn't ideal per se, uh, I was fine laying at minus a buck 40 with Pittsburgh in this spot. So uh, that's what I ended up taking based off that injury news and because of Jari getting back in the mix. I'm going to take hopefully the home ice advantage here with Pittsburgh, but I completely could understand why originally you would have some infatuation with the plus money on New York, seeing that these teams are fairly evenly matched. And if it wasn't going to be Jari, Casey DeSmith taking over hasn't necessarily been lighting it up. Like you said, I mean, he's been doing as well as he as he could be, but it's not like his numbers have been lighting up the page at home. He was just 4-3-1 and one with a 3.89 goals against average and a save percentage of sub-90%. So, again, nothing that was coming outstanding from DeSmith. But now you look at Jari, a guy who had been 10-2-3 on home ice, 2.32 goals against average and a save percentage of over 93%. So, yeah, I'm going to take my chances here with Jari, and hopefully some of that spark goes to the side of the home team here. Uh, Sorokin, obviously he's in contention for the Vesna. You and I were talking about it the other week. Uh, on the road, his numbers aren't the greatest, but Andy, of course, it's not necessarily his fault. I mean, he's got a 2.97 goals against average and a 91% on his saves, but his record is 6-8-2. His teammates aren't helping him out a lot, and now that you're missing a big name forward, I can't imagine that that helps him in any regard tonight. Yeah, I mean, Ilya
2: Sorokin has been outstanding this season, and it's Really, you've you've got to dive into the underlying metrics uh, to really just see how good he's been. Thirty six point eight goals saved above expected, according to Evolving Hockey. That's number one in the National Hockey League. Um, You know that that means that he's roughly saving a goal more than an average goaltender would have. uh, yeah, had they faced the same shots uh, per game, which is just incredible, right? So, I mean, he's played 41 games. He's saved almost 37 goals above expected. Uh, this guy is an absolute stud. The Islanders uh, aren't the, the, you know, defensive stalwarts that they they used to be uh and he's still holding them in there they would not be in a, a playoff spot or anywhere close to one if it was not for uh ilius rokin's play this year but yeah him and him and tristan jari i mean it's a it on paper it's a great goaltending matchup but like i said when these two teams have met uh, there have been a, a lot of fireworks and this is a very very important game obviously um you know defense will be at top of mind, but uh, n- neither team has been able to execute very well in that regard. So um, I'm definitely expecting some fireworks tonight and I'll, I'll look to monitor that as the, the, the first period gets underway.
1: Yeah. And make sure to follow Andy on Twitter at digital gambler. He'll be updating that game. I'm sure with plenty others. Uh, and you can count me in. Like I said, I'll give out the official play on Pittsburgh minus a buck 40. And by the way, just to dish out some transparency, I know I've been tweeting it out myself in terms of my NHL plays at Danny Burke five on Twitter uh, this season so far 19 and 16 plus 1.29 in terms of the units that we've had. And uh, yeah, we'll be updating that as we go along. And if we don't have a show on that day, I'll obviously be tweeting it out with the updates and recapping it like I have throughout the season. Andy does tremendous work writing it up every single So make sure you check out all of his notes, records, all of his thoughts when we're not doing a podcast at vsin.com That's V-S-I-N.com. Under the NHL tab, you can get all of Andy's work. Uh, I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing to follow. I look at it every day before I'm betting hockey because we always got to pick Andy's brain. The man knows what he's doing when it comes to the puck, and it's always an exciting time, especially in February. Yeah, if you NBA. want closing line value, I can give it to you. I just can't give you winners because apparently
2: I'm <laughs> cursed this season. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, my record uh, nowhere near uh near Danny's uh i think i'm after sunday's loss on the nashville predators which was an absolute heartbreaker by the way they did not deserve to win the oh. game but they tied it 3-3 late uh and then minnesota won on a on a uh, on a deflection uh with 20 seconds to go 4-3 so didn't get didn't even get overtime despite getting that that empty netter uh the empty net goal or sorry i guess the the goal with the empty net um still still lost that one but yeah that was my uh i think 70th loss of the season uh which is pretty rough um just just not working out for me this year but um at least at least nothing that i've put out on visa this year has seemingly worked out. I mean, it's just, that's the way it's gone. It's like, Hey, if I got a great play that I think I can, uh, you know, provide some analysis for and some words with, and I, you know, really, really get into why I'm making this best. And it's like, that is an automatic loss. That's what it feels like right now. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that that changes
1: throughout the rest of the season. Maybe this, uh, maybe this podcast will bring a little luck my way. Hey, if I'm making a sure bet, my man, it's that you're going to turn things around. You've been doing this for plenty of years. You've been doing amazing. And everybody goes through these periods, these lulls. I had it with football, too. The second half in the playoffs really turned things around, which was awesome. And you know, I got complete faith in you, my man, that we're going to get back on track with that. And even it, look, the the most important thing, too, and I like to say this in terms of the podcast I do, even if people say aren't following our plays, even if we're on, say, maybe a little bit of a losing streak. I think the best thing we provide, too, is our perspective into both sides, you know, the stats that people may not have the time to look up or want to look up and just providing discourse In terms of the whole game and the different betting opportunities, it's kind of like, all right, I can lead you to the water and it's your decision if you want to drink or not pretty much. So I think that's something valuable that we'll look to do naturally. On this podcast, Andy and you know not only two would just say the generic bets with money line, with puck line, with total. Uh, you and I are going to venture into the props a lot, and I know I was telling you in my neck of the woods there in Chicago with the regulated books, uh, they do a pretty good job. Well, at least one sports book does. Bet Rivers does a good job of allowing the total shots on goals props for teams that I've been becoming slowly enamored with. So uh, we'll be doing a lot of those props. And I know you've been getting into that uh, the past couple of years more so than before, right? For sure. Yeah. I I, I think that's um something
2: that I can, I, I can really exploit, but unfortunately, like you said, it's not very wide. It's not something that's
1: widely available, especially here in Canada. All right, Andy, well, let's go ahead and move on to another game that, uh, really, I, I guess I, I i think you would agree, probably the second most entertaining game on this short slate. 4 p.m. Pacific time and then 7 Eastern. I say Pacific because I'm actually here in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit better than being where I usually am in <laughs> Chicago. Not going to complain. Uh, we got the Rangers hosting the Jets. Andy, it uh, looks like New York opened around about minus a buck, 65 or so. Total opening at about six man, I had the Jets. Uh, what was it? Was it yesterday that I had the Jets or maybe two days ago? No, it must've been yesterday where they lost, right? Against New Jersey? And yeah. Yeah, well, they, yeah. They blew it against the Devils. And that was incredibly infuriating because they had a 2-1 lead. And not only did they give up the two goals in the third, Andy, but one of the goals that they gave up, the original goal at the beginning of the game, was an own goal. So that was a, really, a real bummer of a loss there uh, with the Winnipeg Jets. But Look, now they turn things around immediately. They got to face Igor Shosturkin, a goalie who we know is an absolute stud and maybe not replicating the success that he had last year, but still good numbers at home, 14-7-3, and three, 2.66 goals against average, 91% on his save percentage, one shutout on his home ice. Uh, but, Andy, look, as dominant as the Rangers had been, right, they had a seven-game win streak, but currently their point streak is at 11 games. He's allowed being Shusterkin 14 goals in four starts this month. So about three and a half per game. So look, they're finding ways to win, but it hasn't necessarily been the dominance of Shusterkin, right? Yeah. I mean, this team's been scoring a lot of goals lately. They've scored,
2: uh, you know, upward five, six goals uh, in, in, um, don't have the number on the top of my head, but they've been score, you know, scoring upwards of four and five goals uh, in in many of the games uh, recently, uh, and I think that's a, a big reason why they added Vladimir Tarasenko because they know that uh, they need to, you know, press the issue on offense. They've been kind of a, a, a middling team on on offense at times, despite all of the elite scoring talent that they have you would think that they would be uh, one of the best offensive teams in the league at all times but um, they've really caught fire and and I think uh, I think this team is in really good shape heading towards heading towards the stretch run uh, and towards the NHL playoffs
1: what do you think about this price here so it's ranging anywhere from well, I guess I saw minus the buck seventy was the cheapest uh, here in Las Vegas, and it's as high as minus one eighty in favor of the Rangers. I kind of like New York in this spot, Andy, but I can't justify necessarily laying that much. And when it's that much, usually, you know, that'll take you to the puck line, or it'll take you to win in regulation, the sixty-minute bet, which I like to bet a lot of times. But I guess because Shosturkin hasn't been as dominant per se. I don't know if I'm as motivated to look at the puck line or look at the 60-minute line in this game. So, again, I would flirt with the money line. It's just a tad bit too expensive for me to fully get there.
2: Yeah, I think with Winnipeg, they're a really tough team to figure out right now because Mm -hmm. over the last month, uh, which is about 11 games because of that all-star break took, it took away from some of, some of the playing time. Uh, the jets have a, a almost or over a 57% uh, expected goals percentage in all situations. Uh, they've only scored 48% of the goals. So, you know, they're really underperforming right now. They're scoring uh 2.4 goals per 60 over the last month, uh, despite generating, you know, over four expected goals per 60 minutes. So, um, really not getting the 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 luck that they deserve probably uh in terms of their offense um and they're not going to have connor hellebuck in in goal or at least they 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 likely won't have connor hellebuck uh in goal on uh, on on monday so that is um Uh, that makes it hard right i mean david riddick has been he's not the absolute fade that he was uh, when he was in in nashville um but you know it it's definitely uh a downgrade from from connor hellebuck who is a perennial vesna trophy candidate right so that makes this one a little bit hard to price but i landed around minus 155 for the rangers so I'm in the same boat. I like the Rangers to win this game. I think they will win more often than not. But uh, yeah, the, the the current price is just a bit too steep. And um, the Shesterkin's recent struggles definitely gives me a little bit of pause, too, because goalies are very streaky, right? So you can see a guy dominate for a long period of time. But uh, that sometimes comes to an end. And, and sometimes goaltenders get off their game a little bit. And we could see that happen with Shesterkin. I mean, he's not invincible, right?
1: Yeah, he certainly isn't. I mean, but this Rangers team, again, they've been on such a hot streak since they've had the acquisitions, Teresinko, Mikkel. I mean, this team's been a blast. And we'll get into a little bit, in, in just a little bit, and potentially who else they could add to that team. It could be someone I'd be sad to see depart, part, uh, being a Blackhawks fan. But we'll get into that momentarily, Andy. Really quick, we got two other games happening a little bit earlier, 1 p.m. Pacific time for each Uh, Seattle on the road against San Jose. The only thing I would consider in this game, Andy, would be the over. I think it's priced appropriately, though, set nicely at six and a half. Maybe this is a live betting opportunity if it starts out slow and then goals can start coming about. Looks like it might be Martin Jones and James Reimer in this game. Uh, San Jose has been a nightmare at home. They've been a nightmare all over the place, but especially on their home ice. In seven starts in January, because this is Reimer's first start since he's come back from the illness, uh, he surrendered 26 goals. Not too good, not too good. Uh, Seattle's been pretty good on the road themselves. They got a plus 18 goal differential. Again, San Jose bad at home. They have a minus 26 goal differential. So makes sense why Seattle's the favorite here. Uh, not that I necessarily am looking to lay in the minus 140s with them. That's the only reason that I would entertain the total in this game, Andy, just thinking there could be a lot of scoring.
2: Yeah, I mean James Reimer has has been bad this season and uh I don't think he's a bad goaltender. He's had good seasons, but this is just happens to be a bad one and uh things have not worked out for him this year. Uh and another thing that is worth uh monitoring for sure is Timo Meyer. He's was listed day to day uh heading into this one. Um there hasn't been an update yet at the time of this recording but he is san jose's best player and obviously he's a, a arguably the biggest trade target in the nhl right now so uh, that is definitely something to watch and definitely hurts uh, the san jose sharks chances of winning this game but yeah i mean reimer the rust factor is is definitely something to consider here uh you know making his first start in quite some time like you said um but uh it's just it, it's a it, it's hard because san jose is while they are a bad hockey team on the surface, they don't necessarily play bad hockey. They're a, you know, a competitive team. They, they, I think, I think opposing teams know that they've been in a hockey game when they played the San Jose sharks, they just haven't gotten goaltending uh, relative to what they, 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 an average goaltender would give them. So that's been a a big problem for San Jose this year. Um, And, uh, and I don't, see any reason that's going to to change given just what kind of shape Reimer's been in over the last 30 games or so so um I I definitely lean towards Seattle I just like you said I can't get I can't get behind that price because the Sharks are uh, a a tough test and there is still some uncertainty as to whether Timo Meyer will play or not so
1: how about for Calgary and Philadelphia, anything you like here? You know, I I don't have anything in this spot either. You're seeing the Flames as high as minus 240, total at about six. Seems like everything's priced appropriately for this game as well.
2: Danny, the Flames are on my do not touch list. Mm. Like I, I, I cannot even, I can't even with this team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. You know they're are they're, they're 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 underperforming uh, on offense. Uh, the goaltending is just timely in the wrong way, um, and uh, you know things just just have not been going well for this team. Uh, they they keep switching things up, juggling the lines. Daryl Sutter's trying to do something to get you know their 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 big offseason acquisition, Jonathan Hubert, are going in the right direction. Um, yeah, it's it's just they're they're a a very good hockey team through the lens of modern hockey statistics. They you know, re- regularly grade out very well through, stati- through stats like Corsi and expected goals, um, but they just don't have the scoring rates to match it, and they haven't gotten the saves to justify laying these big prices. Um, the Flyers, not a good hockey team, but Carter Hart uh, has a, a much higher ceiling than either of Calgary's goaltenders, and uh, I'm certainly not going to lay minus – any anywhere upwards of minus two hundred on the Calgary Flames at this point in the season.
1: Yep, I'm with you. So all said and done, uh, Andy looking for some live betting angles. I only got Pittsburgh locked up at minus a buck forty, but again, monitor Andy on Twitter at Digital Gambler. I'm sure he'll share some thoughts in terms of what kind of strategies he may be looking for today's slate. Uh, family day, that is right. Yeah, family day there in Canada uh, in Alberta specifically. You're saying so that's why we got a little bit of a, a unique hockey schedule on this monday uh andy to switch things up a little bit let's look at the macro viewpoint for the nhl season so we talked about the rangers and maybe some more additions that they may be getting before the trade deadline comes which is march 3rd so uh, we still got a little bit of time but it's coming up soon and this is correlated with my team who's been having uh A non-exciting year to say the least, the Chicago Blackhawks. But hey, the exciting part that just happened, Patrick Kane getting a hat trick in the Blackhawks getting the dub over the weekend against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Somehow it happened in what could be one of Patrick Kane's final home games. Obviously very bittersweet for Blackhawks fans. You realize that the relationship is inevitably going to end. You want to see him end his career on a high note. And it, there's really no use in keeping him. So I, I know you wrote up about this at Veasan, but Kane apparently is saying one of the rumored preferred destinations were the Rangers, right? And then maybe some other teams like the Stars and the Hurricanes. Is that's what is that what's getting floated around the hockey uh, sphere right now in terms of Patrick Kane's destination?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think. Patrick Kane's heart is in Chicago. If if I had to guess, I, I don't necessarily think he wants to go anywhere. Um, I do think he probably understands that he can help the the future of the organization in a big way by by moving or waiving his no trade clause. Uh, but I do think outside of of Chicago, he was he was looking at New York, and since uh, that has happened, while or since the Tarasenko uh, deal happened, uh, I don't think it totally canceled out any possibility that we will see Patrick Kane go to the Rangers but I do think it it makes it very unlikely and I guess I'm going to have to lean on uh, Jeff Merrick of SportsNet here who reported over the the weekend that he feels that Patrick Kane will likely end up staying in Chicago Ooh. um and and that's that's where he's at right now and he's somebody that's very plugged in uh, to, to the, the hockey world knows has lots of contacts with lots of different teams, but, um, you know, I, I think the Rangers were, uh, an ideal destination for Kane. Um, and I, I think, you know, for a guy that has as much hardware as he has, and has had the career that he has had up to this point, uh, while there is probably definitely, uh, a, a, you know, an, a, a desire to maybe go chase another Stanley cup. Um, I don't think he'd do it with just anybody you know, does, does does Patrick Kane envision himself in a Boston Bruins sweater? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, there, I, I don't know. I, I don't, it's a, it's a different situation because this guy is so, um, revered by the Chicago Blackhawks fans uh, and the hockey fans in that area. So, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that, uh, if he, if he did stay in Chicago. And obviously I know some sports books, uh, out there in the world might offer, you know, where, where is the most, you know, where's Patrick Kane going to go. And, uh, I guess consider the Blackhawks if they're as they would probably be listed among the the teams that that he could
1: you know potentially end up being with after the trade deadline. <laughs> that would be something. That would be something because again, as Blackhawks fans, like we wouldn't be upset if Patrick Kane stayed because why would you be? I mean, the guy's done so much and he's arguably the best hockey player to go through the organization. And at the same time, you also realize that this team needs to completely tear it down uh start from scratch which they've slowly been attempting to do so I suppose but at this point uh the Blackhawks have their eyes set on Connor Bedard right I mean that's that's the goal that's the uh (laughs) that's that's what you're looking for their trophy at the end of the season but who knows at this point based on what we're seeing with some of these other teams uh the Rangers really quick Andy by the way they're 13-1 at DraftKings for example to win the Stanley Cup uh do you think if Say you just had a strong hunch that Patrick Kane was going to a team like the Rangers. Do you think those odds would alter just because of that acquisition?
0: Um
2: I mean they, they I I think they probably would, yes, because um I I I thought the Rangers kind of Stanley Cup odds were a little bit inflated at the begin with at, at 16 or 17 to 1 uh and they've obviously moved since the Tarasenko acquisition, but I do think the fact that they've uh, as we mentioned before, scored five or more goals in, in seven of the last 10 games uh, on this huge point streak that they've got going has probably has something to do with it as well. Right. So um, getting the player is one thing. Uh, but I think I think when you really when you really see it come together, uh, that that'll really have an effect if if that's what happens.
1: All right, Andy, any other players, any other teams worth keeping an eye out for to monitor in terms of this trade deadline? Maybe a team that you're looking at saying, all right, you know, they're competing, so they're probably looking to add some big name pieces, keep an eye out for them in the futures market. And then conversely, a team that is pretty much just set on tanking and uh, you may just want to be consistently fading for the remainder of the season.
2: Um, I I think as far as, you know, the, 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 Trade deadline. It's a, a really tough time for, for NHL betters. It can be a profitable time if you're on top of the news. Um, but, um, it does make things there. There's a little bit of added uncertainty in every handicap, right? Uh, we talked about the San Jose sharks playing the Seattle Kraken tonight. Um, you know, we don't know what the status of Timo Meyer is, but I'm sure they're going to be extra cautious with this guy. Uh, you know, given that he could be a, a ticket to, uh, to the future of the the franchise in terms of draft picks and prospects and, and things like that. Um, so it's a, it's a really tough time. I think um, you've got to approach every game with caution, especially the games where you know that, uh, players are, are could potentially sit out. We've seen uh, Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes. He's been sitting out since February 10th. Uh, Vladis uh, Vladislav uh, Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's been sitting out since February 11th. Uh, and the team, the organizations have been up front. It's for trade related reasons. So uh, I think we'll, we'll see more of that as the trade deadline approaches. Um, you know, maybe that only means a guy sits out for one game, but uh, Hey, if you, if you, if you think tonight's the night to bet on the San Jose sharks and they decide to, you know, be extra cautious with Timo Meyer, that's a big blow to your bet. Right. So um, definitely, definitely approach these games and more with, with, some extra caution, but also uh, be prepared to take advantage of, of, of some of these moves uh, if it leaves a team shorthanded heading into a game. Right. So, um, I think that's a a big thing to look for in these next couple of weeks. As far as tanking teams, oh man, we're we're obviously dealing with a different beast here. Like you said, Connor Bedard is uh, is the guy that everybody wants. Uh, he's not going to go as far as to say he's on the level of a, a Connor McDavid, but I guess you know in in the in terms of the draft he kind of is because you know very few players have been granted that exceptional status to play in the canadian hockey league at a, at a young age uh, and bedard is one of those players in fact he's the first player in the whl the western hockey league to ever been been granted that status so he's a special player some scouts say he's maybe the best shooter they've ever seen uh, and uh, i think uh, i think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot more teams that'll kind of make their intentions known over the, the, the next couple of weeks here, uh, as far as, you know, tanking or not. Uh, I think even Chicago has been maybe disappointing their fans a little bit with the, the game, the amount of games they've been winning. You know, why do you, why are you winning? Same with the Montreal Canadiens uh, for, for parts of this season, right? Don't you know what's at stake here? Uh, so I, I, I wonder, I do wonder if we'll see a little bit more of that, but I, I definitely want to look into that uh, over the next week. I, I, Been meaning to look back uh, uh, at the the year that McDavid was drafted to see what kind of happened after that trade deadline and get a little bit of a
1: a better picture of, of how teams reacted to that. Good deal. We'll keep you updated here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Again, he's Andy McNeil. You can follow him on Twitter at DigitalGambler. For myself, at Burke 5 And hey, anybody listening out there, first of all, much appreciated. If you like and subscribe to the podcast, helps you get notified as soon as possible. Once the episodes get released, we'll have another episode a little bit later this week. And if you have any questions, whether it's for a specific matchup, a futures bet, anything, any advice you want. We'll talk about it here on the show and we'll try to get back to you so you can reach out to us on Twitter and uh, we'll try to incorporate it in a segment here and uh, get your questions answered as best we can. But uh, that's a wrap on our first episode. Andy, a pleasure as always, my man. Best of luck to everybody out there with whatever wagers you got going on. We'll be back, like we said, later this week, but make sure you like and subscribe to Vicent's Hockey Betting Podcast. Take care, folks and remember.
0: The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better, your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired, inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field.